Welcome to Actions Antidotes, your antidote to the mindset that keeps you settling for less. And this is actually my first podcast recording of the new year, 2022. It'll probably be February or March by the time you're listening to this. We all, over the course of weeks, months, especially when it's winter, when it's cold and things get stressful for a lot of people, not to exclude anyone in the tropics or Southern hemisphere that are not experiencing that, of course, but we all get bogged down in the day-to-day. And sometimes we forget about those intentions we made at the very beginning of the year, intentions, resolutions, goals, whatever you want to call them. And I want to encourage you right now to go back and revisit them. Think about what you thought about holiday break during the when you were reflecting on 2021 and thinking forward to 2022 and say, okay, is this still what I want? And how am I doing? Did I let other things bog me down? Or am I actually making some progress toward these goals? Today, I'd like to talk to you about some aspects of our mindset that really can sometimes limit us. I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of really great people through this podcast and a lot of great people that have a similar idea and a similar mission. And the mission, of course, is to help more people live their authentic lives, live the lives that they really want, as opposed to the ones that were laid out for you, the cookie cutter scripted life, as I sometimes like to refer to it. And one of the things that I like to call it a traditional mentality that we all oftentimes have is when we see someone doing something similar to ourselves, there's an instinct to say that person's a competitor, that person's a threat. However, this particular mission of ours requires a slightly different way of thinking. I have had one previous episode where I've interviewed other podcasters with a very similar mission. And this particular podcast that I recently discovered uh, is called A Life Up to Your Dreams. Here with me today is Luana Bosetti. Her podcast has a very similar mission to mine. And I'm here trying to figure out how we can collaborate on the mission because getting through this old limiting culture is going to take as much alliance as opposed to us competing with one another. Luana, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for having me here. And thank you. And I also forgot to mention in my intro that Luana is joining us from Mallorca, Spain. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your place of residence because most of my guests have been other Coloradans thus far, and I love exploring other places, other cultures, and stuff like that. Mallorca, it's a beautiful island in Spain, like not far from Barcelona. And it's a beautiful place for people that really want to connect with nature. You have everything from the sea to the mountains to like waterfalls, like all that you like. To I, it's a really beautiful, beautiful island that uh, has a lot to offer. And unfortunately, most of the time is viewed, at least here in Europe, as like the place to go on holiday in the summer. But it's so much more than that. It's like so rich in culture, in like, as I said, different places to go hiking in nature. So, yeah, beautiful place for everybody if you want to visit Europe. And you mentioned hiking in nature, which is a big thing where I live in Colorado. We It's practically like a state religion that people do some sort of hiking, backpacking, outdoor activity. Is that a major part of the culture? Like I'm thinking right now how Mallorca would compare to a couple nearby places. Of course, a lot of people know about Ibiza, which is known as a party place, mostly probably. And then also when you talk about Barcelona, I can't help but think about the Catalonian and all that the separatist movement going on there. Yeah, yeah, Mallorca. The thing is that there is obviously the beach because it's an island, but in the middle of it, there is a big mountain that it's called Tramontana. It's like a chain of mountains and there you can go really do amazing hiking in the summer. 
well, maybe in the summer, no, because it's too hot here. It gets to like 40 degrees Celsius. But in the winter, like this time is perfect. It's like good time to go hiking. And the local people or the tourists that are more interested in nature, they do that. But unfortunately, we have this tourism that it's like, quote unquote, cheap, like that you go on holiday just to party and so on in the summer or with your families. Compared to Ibiza, it's more family area, island. Ibiza, obviously, it's like party people but it's beautiful as well there's hiking as well there it's depends what you go for or what you know as well if you meet with locally you will know that Mallorca is so much more than just beaches and yeah and Spanish tapas and just to orient my listeners who are not familiar with the Celsius temperature scale 40 degrees Celsius corresponds to 104 degrees Fahrenheit and so whatever you think of 104 you think of places like Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, even Southern California type of deal. And so what is it like in the winter? Is it cold or is it kind of like very moderate, a good time? Because people here like to hike when it's, you know, in like the 40s and 50s and say around like 10 degrees Celsius is oftentimes a decent temperature to hike at, especially at higher elevations. Yeah. Here in the winter, it's exactly about like from 10 up till 20 degrees celsius and you can go like on a summer like winter day it's always sunny here you have a lot of sunny days most of the year so you can always go hiking and the winter it's better because you have less tourists and people go and like have a picnic or just stay around there's no traffic so it's easy to reach so not like your warm beach weather like the way you think of a place like cancun or something like that but great moderate, pleasant weather. And I think of even people from Northern Europe, like if someone lives in London or Stockholm or something, and they want to go somewhere where they can just have some warm weather and walk around outdoors and see some of those waterfalls that, you know, you were mentioning. Yeah, definitely. Here in Mallorca in the winter, it's more people that come for hiking or uh, to cycle because there's a lot of parts where you can cycle. So it's mainly people from Northern Europe, like Germany, especially, and then northern europe to come to really enjoy the nature while in their country it's too cold and they cannot go out and walk or hike yeah and it's very important i've covered in some previous episodes of this podcast how beneficial it can be to periodically get out there in nature and as i mentioned before i'm not here to tell you what that has to look like some people prefer to just do yoga in their city park other people prefer to go on as i do long distance bike rides or any other type of activity but it does help to actually observe the trees observe the water observe the mountains the forest as opposed to just observing screens as a lot of people end up doing today yeah exactly and for me that i love this sea even in winter i walk in the morning on the beach and there's nobody it's perfect and you see the sunrise beautiful from this side of the island and it just that like walk in the morning with the sun coming up that really helps you because as you said then i work on a computer so it's a lot of time in front of a screen and the nature it's super important and so your podcast is called a life up to your dreams and the first question i need to ask you is do you feel currently where you are that you're living a life up to your dreams yes totally i think that i choose a life up to my dreams 10 years ago when i left my own town and it's been different like all these years like i had different goals different dream but every time 
I think I was living a life up to my dreams because for me, it really means the life I choose for myself that I created for myself and built for myself instead of following what the society was telling me to do, like the route that was already there from the script, as you call it. So yeah, for me, since 10 years, I'm living a life up to my dreams. And so you left your hometown, just to orient our audience, your hometown is... Is in Italy. I'm from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from uh, north of Italy, uh, Bergamo, which is close to Milan. Mm-hmm. And I left uh, my hometown there. It was a very small town. So any small towns all over the world, I think the mentality was like very uh, strict and uh, very like following step by steps, like what everybody else was doing. Instead, I chose to leave my hometown and go explore the world and see because I know there was something else for me out there. So that's why I decided to go for this life. Tell us a little bit about that particular mission, because there's a lot of people who live by the script, the word I put it, and never really question it. What was it going on in your head 10 years ago that made you, first of all, realize, I don't want to live by the script. I want to live a life up to my dreams, and then gave you, put you into action to actually do it. Because I feel like there's probably a lot of listeners out there who want something different, but don't know what to do or not quite prepared to do it. Yeah, that's a good question. For many people, it's like a journey to prepare yourself to go live a life up to your dreams. And for me, it was because when I left Italy, I was 19. But since I was 15 that I started high school, I always said this thing that I quite didn't fit in in the place where I was in the high school, where I was in the like small town. I always dreamt about going, explore new places and living abroad, meeting people from different cultures. And so from that day that I went to high school, that I really felt like, no, I don't want to go here. I choose as well in high school that will allow me to travel more. Because in Italy, when you reach like the high school age, you have to pick a major for your high school. So basically, it's like you go to university and you pick languages. We have to do it uh, in high school because it depends from the major you pick, you go to a different place. So for me, I picked uh, languages and tourism. Hmm. I was able to learn different languages and to take some trip, do exchange projects with the school where I was able to go abroad and experience different cultures. So from like the age of 15, I decided to go on this path to see if there was something more for me, if I could then be able to go abroad, live abroad. And I started like this journey on to before I left my own town. And it was ups and downs because obviously I had the desire to go. And every time there was a chance in school to take a project abroad, to go to do an internship abroad or just in another place of Italy, I will apply to it. But coming from a small town, most of my friends had this mentality to follow the script. So I was always like the different one, the one that didn't want to go and check out university in the next town to see and then follow that route or go to different corporation to submit my application, my CV. I was only the one like looking at travel magazine or a scene where I couldn't like go and work abroad. And I had like a lot of uh, separation from my friends. I even suffer from a year like 
of uh, anxiety and depression that I didn't know at the time. But then looking back now, I can see that it was the year before my last year of high school. I was fighting with myself because I wanted to conform to other people's mentality and way of living. But on the other hand, I knew I had these voices were telling me, no, you need to follow your gut. You need to go for this life. So after like a journey, let's say through all my high school, I found the courage, uh, thanks to a friend that at the time was my one of my closest friends to really apply for the job abroad and then leave uh, in the end at 19, my own town and be able to go for the life up to my dreams. So it was a journey. <laughs> That's a really interesting journey. And one of the things I'm kind of curious about, because here in the United States, we don't pick a major until college. And there's even some people who will go to college undeclared and not pick a major until their junior year and a little bit later in life. Was this process of picking a major in high school at the age of 15 going into high school, was this part of what prompted you to feel the way you felt about what life you wanted? Or was there something that happened before that that made you start feeling the way you did? I think I always knew that I wanted to like travel and see new places. So when I went to, we can go and explore a different high school, like you go and have an open, like open meeting for university. And when I went to different ones, all the ones that like they were about tourism and leaving were like my top priority. And I think it's a feeling that I always had inside of me, like that I, I wanted something more. And then when I choose that I want this something more, when I declare it to myself, when I choose the high school major, then that's where I saw that I was different in a way or from other people around. And this feeling that you encountered during your high school experience, and high school is a tough time for a lot of people, whether it's in high school, whether it's at some other point in life, we'll all have the tendency to encounter these periods of time where it's like, I feel different. If only I was happy with the cookie cutter, the conformity, whatever you're feeling. I'm so jealous of the people that are happy doing what everyone else does. They seem to fit in. They get invited to all the parties. They always have people wanting to hang out. What advice would you give to anyone that's struggling through that to get through that and to find that life up to their dreams as opposed to just folding and going with the flow? Yeah, that's a good question. And I have like an advice that I heard at a, I think it was a Oscar award. There was this, they give this award to a screen play writer that uh, say this thing that stuck with me since then. It said like, stay weird and stay different because that's your superpower. Maybe you don't understand it now because you are uh, like, I didn't understand when I was in the middle of it, but if you keep like following like your interests, uh, your things, even if that make you different from other people, make you like uh, be make fun of or judge from other people, then you will uh, be able to find the courage to pursue. And I think that, uh, yeah, to really stay true to yourself in that moment and cherish your dream. Don't share them with everybody because not everybody is uh, there to listen and to encourage you, but keep them inside of you. Keep them like on your notebook, on your journal, like you keep your goals and intention and always connect to them because that will be the energy, like the inspiration that can lead you to really find the courage to pursue the life up to your dreams that you want. And one of your key experiences was finding a friend of yours that was encouraging. And I think that's a key experience for a lot of people. 
I mean, very few things are done completely alone. You know, I have my podcast, but I'm really thankful and grateful that there are other podcasts out there where, I mean, your your podcast, A Life Up to Your Dreams, is a very, very similar mission to mine, encouraging people to to live what they really want as opposed to what everyone else wants for you, I think is the, the way you put it earlier, which is great. Let's say someone listening right now doesn't feel like they have that group of people to support. They're just kind of say standard sophomore year in high school, everyone's just making fun of you for being different. What's the best way to find that person or those people that are going to look at you and see your superpower, as you put it, and say, this is great. I want to encourage you to continue to be different as opposed to joining the mob and mocking you. Yeah. Now I think it's a little bit easier than when I was in high school because with all these social media and we can get in contact with people from all over the world easily. So what I see for me when I want to pursue something as well, I go into the environment where people have this energy, this vibration, like can be an Instagram page or a Facebook group or join some kind of group. Maybe in high school, you have some groups or at university where they have the same interest as you. Like if you're interested music you can go to the music group if you're interested in personal growth like you can find some groups either online or offline that you can go where people kind of like understand you because this friend that i had she as well decided that she didn't want to live in the small town she was going to university in england Mm -hmm. so we connected because we had the same interest that both we wanted to to go away from the small town where we grew up and to find our own path that was different from what everybody else wanted. So that really connected us. And both of us, we needed this connection to get encouraged and to continue and to find the courage to really pursue this life. So I will say definitely find your your tribe, your group, either online or offline that can uh, treasure your dream and can support and encourage you as well. Now, even with podcasts, it's uh, easy. That's why I think like both our podcasts are super important because I found mainly a lot of inspiration from podcasts that I listen and I say, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like people understand me. I feel seen. I feel like you feel good because yes, you you think you're weird. That's your superpower. When we find like your people that are weird like you in a way, that's where you feel like you belong, you connect uh, as well. Well, it's interesting because it opens up a whole new avenue by which to connect. And I think when you think of this small town life that you're talking about, and traditionally, this is the way it was back in the Middle Ages and before we had cars and everything. The people you connected with was all geographically driven. It was all the people who happened to be living next to you. Whereas technology, starting with railroad and automobile, even before social media, opened up a little bit more avenues. You could kind of branch out a little bit more and find more people. And of course, social media is another means by which to do this. Unfortunately, we do have a lot of people who are using social media kind of the wrong way and social media making people more aggravated. What I'm wondering is, and I've had this conversation with a couple of other guests previously on this podcast as well, if you have any thoughts or insights as into how we can use social media in a way that enhances our life, or in your case, it seems like you've even used it to eventually facilitate in real life contact with some of the people that you meet. Is there an answer, a mindset you need to come into whenever you log onto one of these platforms and saying, I'm not going to just go into this forum and argue with people who disagree with me and call them names. 
I'm going to use this to actually find my tribe and find something that's going to enhance my life. Yeah, I think like the mindset that I have normally, it's uh, every time I want to find somebody or a group or a podcast or something, I always set like a little intention to myself and to the universe saying like, uh, show me the way where uh, I can find these people. And I try to go into places like... uh, I love the Facebook groups for this reason, because I type on Facebook, like what I'm looking for, like conscious community or like self-growth community, something that I'm interested in. And I find like the best people and then they lead me to podcasts, to coaches. I applied through some programs through like, thank you people in a Facebook group. They told me or I found a lot of my guests through a Facebook group as well. I think it's important to set an intention that you want to find people for uh, music, for whatever topic you are interested in, for whatever things you're struggling as well, because they can help you as well, I think. If you just scroll, maybe you will see people for me. I see people from my past travels that maybe are not like really in alignment with what I'm doing now. So maybe that in a way drags you down or you're going into a conversation that it's uh, like a dead end because if you have different opinions, it's like it brings you down. Instead, I prefer to go into these like groups where I can talk to people that feel the same. And indeed, I found like, so many friends during like the pandemic, especially through these groups and that they are considered like my best friends and they live on the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing for me, especially during the pandemic. For me, this was a very important like place where I could connect with people. And yeah, so just don't go without like arguing with other people about what you are different, but try to find people that are like you so they can inspire you. And is this intention setting something that you believe can also apply to, say, an in real life networking event? And we all have different types of networking events in whatever town, city we live in, where it could be the same thing. I remember when I first started networking, I would come home with just this big stack of business cards and a good number of these connections would not really go anywhere. And I'd like to say that I've matured since then and found a way to deepen some of these connections as opposed to just collecting a lot of business cards. Is that an important part there too? If whatever event you're going to, if you kind of before going set some sort of an intention, like say, I want to meet someone that's going to tell me about their story starting a business because I'm starting a business or something like that, wherever you are in your journey. Yeah, definitely. For me, like setting intention, it's super important. And I realize that when I do, then Because it's like asking to the universe, like clearly what you want and what you would like to attract and manifest in your life. Like if you ask for finding your tribe, finding people that are interesting about veganism, for example, you go and like you will meet people that are in alignment with you. I always believe that if you trust, like the universe will always give us an answer or lead us to what we are looking for, what serves us because sometimes it leads us to people that maybe don't serve us to remember what we are really looking for. So I think in a way, like setting the intention, it's important for really be able to ask the universe something. When you ask, you will get a response back. And when you talk about people that really don't serve us or people that are kind of like on the wrong frequency, wrong wavelength, wrong vibe. What do you think is the easiest way for someone listening to identify if they're saying the wrong circle? 
It depends on the values that you have as well. My core values are like freedom and community and service. So what I want to find, I want to find people that are like uh, in the same values. They want to create a community that they want to inspire people, serve other people. So that's how I found my guest. I found you in the podcast, like because you want as well to share the same things as me. I will not go to find these people in a group where they say like party every night at 7pm, like, (laughs) you know, in the party groups. If I want to do party, then I will go there. But if I want more to have a deep conversation, I will go like here. There is an amazing group that it's called Conscious Community where I find people that are interested in the same things as me. They want to do moon circles or things like that. So I think it's important that you know what you want and then you will attract as well what you want. You actually inadvertently stumbled on one of my life's struggles, to be completely honest, because I also value both freedom and community, both the right for you to de- self-determine your life, be an individual, not conform to everyone's standards, not be having everyone butt in telling you what to do all the time, but also having a community. And I've had a lot of people throughout my life hint around or tell me that those two goals are not compatible. They're kind of mutually exclusive and you have to like choose one or the other. And that if you're going to be in a community, you have to give up some freedom. If you want to be free, the quintessential example of a truly free individual is the introvert that loves to live in the wilderness by themselves and sustain themselves on fish they catch from the river or something like that, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I'm curious about how to go about taking anything that really at the surface sounds or is presented as competing goals and understanding that they can be simultaneous truths and that you can find a way to want and have both things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see what you mean because sometimes like I want freedom as well, like to be when I want by myself and do my own things and then can compete against like community and to be with people. But I think it goes back to really having the same like values and mentality again, because if we are both like community oriented and uh, we want freedom in that, we can have it if the other person as well value the same thing. Like if you value freedom and I value freedom, but we both value community, we'll find like a way to respect each other values. Like I value to have with my friends, they know that I need to have time by myself to uh, recharge That's super important for me, but I want to interact with them and do that as well. So we respect each other. I think it's another level of relationship in terms like communicating what you really need. And from there, like really be able to to have it all because we can have it all if, if we have uh, the right people. Sometimes in the past, I couldn't have it this because it was like, yeah, I value freedom. And I want to be by myself. But the people that I had around, they were like, not in the same like path as well in the same journey. So it was hard. It takes like really a lot of effort and communication as well to express like what you need uh, as well to other people and to make these two, for example, values be together. Well, it's interesting because I think of the quintessential example of a high school clique where what they seem to value is like all their friends liking the same stuff, wearing the same kind of clothing, liking the same musical acts and things like that. And it sounds like what you're saying is that we're going out there finding the people who have the same values and 
maybe the people who value individuality can have a community where they say, oh, you like to do this instead of that. And that's interesting rather than that's something that threatens me or or makes me not want to be around you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because we're all different in a way. We all have our needs and like our values as well. But as well, if we communicate with them and if you explore the things about others and respect them, then it's a way to really create this community that we all need and want. Yeah. Like it seems like you alluded to this as well. We like to talk about this divide between extroverts and introverts, but even the most extroverted person ever needs alone time. And even the most introverted person needs connection with people. So there's a lot more in common there. It's just a matter of like to what level you need it and to what standards you hold your conversations. One other thing I'm wondering is talked about 10 years ago, having the courage to leave your hometown, to explore other places, meet people outside. And what inspired you to decide to start this into a podcast, into a life up to your dreams? Throughout these 10 years where I've been traveling a little bit all over the world, I was meeting people like, and all the time they were telling me, yeah, but you are brave, you can do this, but I could never do that for X, Y, Z reasons. Last year during the pandemic, I was like, yeah, I truly believe that everybody can do it because I changed my life during a pandemic and not just me, so many people as well. They completely understood what they wanted. They left jobs. They decided to go different ways because like the time that it took to reflect being at home on the pandemic. So the thing that even like fires uh, something inside of me all the time, it's when I hear people say, no, I cannot. You can, she can, but I cannot do that. And so after like a lot of reflection myself during the pandemic last year in 2021, I decided now all that I like felt, I know there are other people out there that they are feeling the same as well. And I want to put it out. I've always wanted to write a book. So I decided to start with that. And then the book obviously was not enough because I know a lot of people don't like reading. A lot of people relate more to conversation and stories, like more personal where you share like more details about it. So I said, let's start a podcast where I really can reach more people as well. And I can meet people myself to bring on the podcast and share stories about like how they did it. Because maybe me, it's like people know me and they know I'm like determined and I do whatever I set my mind to because I always done it in the in the good part. But maybe they don't relate to my story personally because they are in a different journey of their life. They have a different background. They are a different age. So I was like, I want to bring people from all the backgrounds that I possibly can, different ages, different like stories to show others that no matter if you are a mom, if you are retired, if you are in high school, you can start on this journey and create a life up to your dreams, wherever and whenever you can. You can start today if you want. So that really inspired me to start the podcast. That's amazing because... As I mentioned before, I kind of have the same exact mission of sharing all these stories. I always think of these people who are in the middle, essentially. So I imagine that there are people who have already achieved their life up to their dreams. They've already, they have a business that they're really proud of, or they've built whatever other aspect of their life they really want. And then you have the people who are 
I'd say in the script, but they're content with it. I'm happy nine to five. That's just how things are. But there's always people in the middle. There's this restlessness. I think every single week, there's a new article out there with new statistics on this phenomenon called the great resignation of how many people are just up and quitting their jobs because of what the whole experiment of work from home during the pandemic has taught us that a lot of this BS, for lack of a better way to put it, from before just wasn't really necessary. Being chained to your desk is not what most people actually want. And so with these people who are resigning and these people who are listening to these stories, what do you think is a good, I'd say, first step? Is the first step to do a little bit more introspection and figure out what is my dream life as opposed to what someone else's dream for me was? Or is it something completely different? Yeah, for me, the first step, I think, for these people will be to really reconnect with these dreams. When we are kids, we have a lot of dreams and we dream all day and we have a lot of these dreams. And when we reach like high school or adulthood, we like put these dreams aside and we go for whatever path we see it's good for us at the moment. So I think that the first thing, it's really go deep inside of you, talk to this inner child that you have inside of you, because no matter what age you are, you always have this inner child, this inner voice inside of you and really do a reconnection. Like if you like meditation or write or find a way to reconnect to that part of you, the truest part of you, the one that it's most innocent and has these dreams that is not afraid to dream. And then from there, when you're connected to this part, then this inner child will tell you like what you really want. And then from there, when you know exactly what you really want, then you can take the first step into like creating a plan or whatever. But the first, very first step will be to really re-spark those dreams, really reconnect to these dreams. In Italy, we say that when you're old, you put some dreams in your bedside table And you leave it there and like (laughs) you don't pursue (laughs) them until you decide like uh, at this time, like when you are in this, in the middle decision. So take out your dreams from the bedside table and re-spark them. That's the first most important thing, I think. This reminds me of what I feel every time I interact with children, especially children, say between the ages of three and six, three and seven, when they're at the age where they're old enough to have a little bit more complex thoughts than a toddler, but not quite to the age where they've been, I don't want to say trained how to be practical, but yeah, you know, other stuff where the average four-year-old comes in and they start doing things and they don't really care what other people's perceptions of what they're doing. They don't care what people looking on them think about whatever game they made up. It's just a game they made up. And it's an interesting mindset to reconnect with from time to time, even in adulthood, because sometimes it has to be room to to dream a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Maybe one good advice would be as well to go to your like cousin or little kids of your friends and really play with them for a minute. And you will see that they will tell you, I want to be an astronaut. Or, I had a kid when I was an au pair that she was like, oh, when I grow up, I will marry you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It was like funny to hear because she was like six, I think. And uh, I was already like, what you want to be when you grow up? I want to marry Luana. So <laughs> it really <laughs> make you re-spark those dreams because they're innocent and that's who we are in the inside as well. I remember hearing a story a couple of years ago about a five-year-old that just went up to his grandpa and just says, grandpa, if the news makes you sad, why do you watch the news every day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like simply like, 
yeah, like, why are you like, what's the big question as opposed to grandpa in the story probably just took it as a, just like I took it for granted as a ground truth. Like I watch the news every day. That's what I'm supposed to do. So a couple other questions I want to get to. First of all, if anyone listening wants to hear about your book, where would someone go about like, what's the title? What's it about and everything? The easiest thing is the title. It's the same as the podcast because I decided to go uh, and continue on this line. So it's a life up to your dreams. And uh, it's available uh, worldwide on Amazon. So if you feel like it sparks your interest, you can go there and it's available either on the Kindle or on the paperback and soon hopefully on the audio uh, version as well. Nice. And then the final question I wanted to get at is a little bit of some of the cultural differences that you've observed growing up in small town, Northern Italy, living in Mallorca, having traveled to some other places and We have this whole challenge about how we view people, whether we view people as competitors or allies. And I right now feel like in my mission on this podcast, I need to see people like you as allies as opposed to competitors. If we're going to help more people you know, live their life up to their dreams, more people live authentically, which is going to open up a, a floodgate of just amazing new innovation if people stop doing what they would feel like they were told they have to do and did what was interesting them. One of my questions is, have you observed places in the world where it's easier to do this, harder to do this? Or do you think it's more of a mission of exploring other cultures? And as long as you just don't stay stuck in your one culture and interact with people in different cultures, then you're more likely to get to this place where you're living the life that you really want. Yeah, I think it's a lot of culture and where you come from, where you were brought up. Because for example, I was brought up in a family that never traveled or they were always there. So I saw a lot of competition even in school, like uh, to compete against each other when in the end nobody was winning. We were all like going towards the same destination to like graduate. So there was a lot in Italy and I see the same here in Europe in general. I think like in some places, most people are like, oh, this person is doing the same thing. We have the same kind of business. So it's a competition. While I think that actually it's, as I see, like having you on the podcast and like finding these guests that are in the similar mission, it's actually, I see that like we are allies. It's super important because I cannot reach all the people that I want in the world because I live on this side. Maybe I reach people here or I reach certain people and not everybody we relate to me, to my voice. Some people will relate to your voice. Some people will relate to other voices. So I think it's important that even if we share the same message, we share it together because I think that's a way we can like raise the vibration and attract more people into like living more true to themselves. And I describe myself as a visionary. One of my purpose of being here in this lifetime, it's like to raise the vibration of the planet. So I think I cannot do it alone and I need more people like having the same message. I saw that actually when I was in California, it was more like, I think the lifestyle, the mindset and the culture there was more open to this because even my US family, when I was working there, encouraged me to like pursue my dreams in a way that... I never had people encourage me in that way because they were like always like, doesn't matter if there are people that have the same mission or whatever, we're all like together to create a better world. So I think it depends a bit on the place. And if you like travel, if you see different cultures, 
but as well, like on your upbringing a lot, if you keep like going with these upbringing beliefs or if you expanded them into like different beliefs because of your travel, because of you did an inner journey. So, yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about raising the vibration level, I think is the way you put it. What does the world look like to you, say five, 10 years down the road after we've made some progress on our mission to bring that vibration level up or to bring more people into their lives up to their dreams? Well, I think that when people live life up to their dreams, they're really more authentic. They're more happy. They have more like uplifting feelings. Like they love what they do. So they generate this feeling of love into their lives. And then that will expand into the people that they are surrounded by, the people they communicate. So I think the world will be more lovely. I think there will be less wars between people and more like, as you said, alliance, because we saw during COVID, especially that we're all in this together and we need to create like community instead to create distance between people for this. So if we create more and more love in what we're doing, more people love what they're doing, then we just like vibrate love. So I think I see that a beautiful world where we're all like, one of my vision, it's always people uh, holding hands, like with different color of the skin, different background ground like all together dancing in this rhythm like this loving uh, music because that's what we are we are love actually we're made of love so i think love will be the best word <laughs> well i reminds me of my dream that tuesday at 7 15 a.m at the train station will one day no longer be this time where everyone looks grumpy and everyone's like gripping for their coffee and people are you know just with their headphones by themselves and more likely to be talking to one another, looking around, saying good day, kind of in a way that can be friendly, even with a densely populated area, because I do love densely populated areas. I come from one New York. Yeah. <laughs> Luana, thank you so much for joining us today on Actions Antidotes, sharing your story. It's very inspirational. And I love the way you can connect to people even at a, at a younger age where high school can be a pretty lonely time for dreamers. It's kind of weird because it's the one time when we're all forced to be around people every single day. So it sounds very unlonely to a lot of middle-aged people right now, but it can be pretty lonely when you see everybody is in column A and you and maybe two other people out of thousand are in this column B, or it even goes beyond this gross simplification I made out of the whole thing. I would like to encourage everyone out there to check out A Life Up to Your Dreams. If you need a few more voices on top of the ones I've already provided, a few more stories, because I put these out once a week. I believe you do once a week as well. Yeah. Yeah. Once a week. And you know, maybe there are people out there that once a week isn't even good enough if you're really kind of binging, really diving into it. I would like to encourage everyone to get out there, explore, explore your inner child, explore some of these what your dreams are. And if you know what your dreams are, start taking them seriously because it's worth having a life up to your dreams. And I'd like to encourage everyone to continue on whatever intentions that you have set for the year 2022, however many weeks into the year we are when you're listening. And stay tuned to or tune back into Actions Antidotes as well for more interesting interviews with other people who are on some path in their journey of living their authentic lives, their lives up to their dreams, their what they really want to create and see in this world. 